It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. See everybody now they get to see us now we're video what we our little pre-show uh, ritual we give each other a kiss a little bit of a kiss and we're off and then at the end of the show you know then we get in a fight then we get in a fight and then we get off yeah and then yeah. we have makeup sex and it's it's kind of interesting dynamic how that works it makes for great podcasts Dean. But let's hope so you know uh, the for thing our twelve that- listeners. I poured myself a glass of wine. Cheers, lovey. Because it's coronavirus Monday. It is. And every day is mon- Every day is five o'clock now. It's kind of true, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's five o'clock somewhere has never applied more. No, it's to five what o'clock. it is we're going through. Every day, every hour, we can drink. <laughs> there are no rules anymore. There really isn't. Every day, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. The thing I'm not digging about video is this. All right. Why don't you make sure you can I just do the rest of the put your you know, attention like to that this. so you focus on okay, that. Okay, people, do not look at my roots. Okay. Do not look right. at my roots. All right. All right, Kunta Kinti. Let's go and what? I, I'm thinking, what does he have to do with it? But then I just realize it's roots. All right. All okay. right. So, what's happening today? How's the world going? Are we still alive? We're still breathing? We're still, we're still here, okay. and we're still trying to get through this, and we're still podcasting, and the show must go on, and we are still cranking out relevant, important, valuable content for people. And I think what's so important and what's so relevant about today's show is that we find ourselves sequestered. We find ourselves hunkered down, and whatever job you had prior to this if you are able to continue working, if you're able to work at home, God bless you, that's great. But if you are not able to work at home, it's a time to reinvent yourself and to look at yourself and to see what it is that you have talents in and how that can apply to this new situation that we find ourselves in. And and how is how may that be an improvement for you? Yeah. And if there was ever a time to do that, it's now, because we're all sitting around. We're all thinking about the next chapter, the next step, the next... What is it? We're we're now... Everything involves pretty much the internet, connectivity, and how we can virtually connect with everybody, which actually opens up so many doors and so many opportunities, I would think. If if, If you have the mindset... To think of it that way, number one, and if you are able to maintain, I mean, it is really depressing right now for a lot of people. And I, you and I, look, it's, you know, we're in this also. We don't know what the future is. We don't know what tomorrow is. We don't know how this is all going to shape up. I mean, we have to kind of think on our feet right now, but we have time. We have time to, we have, we have time to think about who are we going to be 
post-coronavirus. And we're going to get to this because we've got the master of reinvention on our guest today. Let's bring her on. Let's bring her on. She's not only the master of reinvention, she happens to be our very good and old friend. All right, don't give it away, but yes, we're trying to And we love her. We love her so much for so many reasons. I mean, we go back, Kathy Sharp Ross and I, back to high school. And I'm so proud of her because she's done amazing things and continues to provide such, especially now, especially now, such important, what would you call it? Not just content, but advice, guidance, mentoring. Okay. She's done Without it. further ado, I'm going to read her little bio so we can all get up, on, up to speed and on the same page. Kathy Sharp Ross is the president of the Sharp Alliance and has been helping brands and businesses reinvent what they do and how they grow. She's made a living out of shaping and advising global corporations on how to forge their path and evolve their brands through strategic and practical business initiatives. Her first book, Reinvent Your Life, What Are You Waiting For? is filled with inspiring, anecdotal reinvention stories from real people who have made real changes. It explores the realities of the 35-plus age group who seek to rediscover their true selves while establishing a greater balance and freedom. Kathy Sharp Ross, welcome to Dumb. Welcome. Well, thank you very much. What an introduction. I think I'm going to hire you as my new PR team. <laughs> Let me check our schedule. We're available. <laughs> We're reinventing uh, ourselves as yes. we speak. Well, you know what? There's nothing better than having a conversation like this with great friends and at a time like this when everybody could use a little dose of inspiration. Please. No yeah. question about it. Give us. Give unto <laughs> us. My sage wisdom. Well, look, you've got 30 years of history of building brands and connecting a lot of dots in life. And by dots, I don't just mean great ideas, but also people. And I look at people from a very heartfelt story point of view and always have. And I think because I was blessed to grow up around the world with a lot of unique experiences, there was never a box. As a matter of fact, if you look at the quote over my shoulder, I was fortunate enough to have Quincy Jones, who I've done a lot of great projects with, write the forward for my book. And this was his quote, which couldn't have said it better, but, you know, I've grown up without a box in my world and it gave me the tools to just sort of say, Hey, I'm going to do what I want the way I want to do it. And about 10 years ago of a dinner one night with a very dear friend, we were having this conversation. I was in New York, God bless New York right now. Um, And, you know, I said, it's so funny. People think I'm so lucky. I've created what I want and I do what I want, but that's been hard work and it's been by design. And perhaps I had an upbringing that gave me at least the lens to see the world through those eyes of possibility. But it also made me stop and think, well, what if someone could put on rose colored lenses? And I think we've all been at places in our lives, be it in a relationship, be it in friendships, be it in a work environment, where we're at a crossroads, we're at a place of choice, we are up against a wall on something. And we have choice and our choice is either either very determined, or the silence or the non activity, the passive choice is a choice. Mm -hmm. And I thought if people had the option to know there were choices, Mm -hmm. 
that they could put on those rose-colored lenses and see the world in that way, perhaps they would get to make different decisions. Perhaps they would get to make different choices. Perhaps they'd be pushed out of their comfort zone. And I think that is exactly what's happening to all of us right now with what we've been dealing with for the last five, six weeks. So for people that might not be looking, watching us on uh, YouTube right now, can you read what's the quote over your shoulder? I would love to, but let me pick up the book because on my screen, oh, it is okay. backwards, okay. which so, is pretty cool. <clears throat> and I have Quincy Jones Ford right here in front of me. It says, Oftentimes, I find that society tries to put you in a box because the individuals in it are all stuck in one together. But I think that the ones who make it out are the people who remain in constant pursuit of maximizing their potential. And that describes you, you pretty good there, Kathy. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think it's, it's the fear that people have of change and confronting new situations that often holds them back. It's the feeling of the lack of entitlement and entitlement can be a really positive thing. I think if a lot of people have the insight to know that feeling entitled to do something and to have something in your life that you want, even if the circumstances don't dictate that, mm. is our God-given right having the courage to take on something new. And if it's brand new, if it's, whether it's a health kick, whether it's a, you know, learning a language, whether it's a job thing, whether it's going for it in a new relationship, all of these things are ways to sort of push the boundaries for ourselves. And it does take a lot of courage and it does take a sense of self entitlement. I right. think there are really a lot of people out there who may be single and be a working mother or a working father and feel like, you know, I don't have time to go out and date. My kids come first. Well, if you're a happy human being in a good relationship or having fun in multiple dating situations, then you may just be a much more fun and interesting parent to your kids as long as you are not blowing up the household experience and the kid's life, but you're doing it in a balanced manner. So I think there's a lot of scenarios where self-entitlement can be a very positive thing and very good for everybody involved. Yeah, I normally, and I think a lot of people normally associate entitlement with a negative. Like it's when you get angry with someone for cutting you off or, well, they're just so entitled, right? When you frame it positively, it's it comes back to your sense of self-worth and what you're exactly. entitled to and what you are deserving and what you're worthy of and self-care self-care yes. is a big thing especially right now for everybody so even though we're a relationship show and a lot of a lot of our topics are sort of off topic because or not off topic but you know you go what you see you ask well, what does this have to do with dating and relationships and being single well everything it has everything to do with it because um we try to help people become better daters and happier single people. And uh, we tried to help people find, get the tools to improve their relationships and find love. Right. And and a lot of our audience is divorced. I'm assuming a lot of our listeners are sort of on their way to reinventing <laughs> and could use some help. And so 
That leads to my next question, because I know you wrote this book before the pandemic. So getting back to your book for a second, because then we'll bring it around to dating and being single and all that. Why are you making faces? Because you're interrupting yourself. No, I wanted to make this point at the top <laughs> I, of the show. Then you should have. Okay, here's my, my point. There's one a, good idea breeds another good idea. Here, okay, it, it ties <laughs> the, in. It all ties in. What does this have to do? What does reinvention have to do with dating and relationships? Well, what does any show of ours have to do with dating and relationships? We talk about personal growth. We talk about personal development. We talk about self-improvement. We're, we talk about self-help all the time. Does it really have to do with uh, dating and relationships? Yes, because it all comes back, circles back to self-worth, which I find at the end of the day, that's what dating is all about. And that's what everything is all about. What are you worthy of? What do you feel that you're deserving? And, and well, I think what, you know, there's a really interesting connection to all of this in that God, there are so many ways to go with this, but I'll, I'll start right on point with that. I've been talking to a lot of single friends in this recent five, six week period, probably more so than we usually talk because we're really making an effort to stay connected. And clearly for people who maybe are single and may not be as busy with someone at home or may not have kids you know, I really want to be there and connect with them and be there for them. And I was talking to a girlfriend recently. She said, I've got a date in an hour. We're on a Zoom call with a group of people. And she said, I've got a date. I go, tell me what dating is like in, in the Zoom coronavirus life. And she said, well, you know, the funny thing is we don't have to worry about all those physical attributes that we worry about when we go on a date. So from, yeah, sure, you want your hair look to look nice and you'll put on makeup and a little lipstick, but really who cares what shoes you're wearing and who cares whether you're in your leggings, but from the waist up, I got to look good. But the concentration is more on who are you, not what car did you pull up on mm -hmm, in, mm -hmm. what restaurant did you pick for the date to meet at, um, you know, who's picking up the check. All these things that create a lot of other pressure around dating come back to one critical thing, which is, hello, who are you? And ironically, one of my chapters is called, hello, are you still in there? Which is a big question at a certain part in our life when we've been married amid dating and working and doing all the things that we've done in our lives. And suddenly we're dating someone and you know they're like, hey, let's get to know each other. Tell me about yourself. How do you answer that question? Do you sort of present the self that is the glossy, shiny, evolved version that you think you are? But I think what's happening with the coronavirus kind of environment is creating this great equalizer. And people are not needing to feel like they're impressing. This is happening on the corporate level. You've got CMOs and CEOs sitting on Zoom calls in you know maybe not their suit and tie like they would have in a meeting with their dog in the background running around and the bookshelf that says something about who they are behind them and all of a sudden this kind of getting to know each other in a real way begs the question of getting to reconnect with yourself as you are connecting with other people and i think people are going through this bit of a metamorphosis right now about who they are so it's quite interesting, and I think will probably have an impact on the way people feel coming out of this, having done some online dating, and you know what that's going to be like when they reconnect with people in the real world, and whether they feel a little more grounded in well, who they are. And I think that much of what we are doing now is not going to change when this all 
ends, I think that we are going to gradually go back to a new normal that will include more video conferencing than we were doing prior. So I have a, a comment, and that is that necessity is the mother of invention, right? A very famous yep. saying. Yep. So is reinvention the result of being out of a comfort zone, of not having a comfort zone anymore and needing to look around and say, wow, what I did, I can't, I can no longer do. I need to do it differently. And it may have to take you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Yes. I mean, look, I came at this book from the point of view of there are people in this world who have accomplished and done wonderful things with their lives and they wake up and they have these aha moments. And when I first set out to write the book and I was really interviewing a lot of people for it and it's full of stories, there are 30 amazing stories from men and women in this book that share their aha moments. And a majority of them were out of choice, not out of adversity. Because I come from the school of curiosity, interest, excitement about our world and what else is there out there to do. I've checked that box. What else is there? And, and I'm a very curious, interested person in, in everything in the world. And so for me, it started in that place. And the more I started to research stories and opportunities to talk to people about their lives, it was really interesting hearing the stories that did come out of adversity, the artist whose father had died, the, uh, you know, just really interesting things that were these not so much aha moments, but oy vey moments. <laughs> and they were like, oh, my God, my world has just changed. This was not what I was expecting. I didn't think I'd lose my job. I didn't think my husband would do that to me and walk out on me. I mean, like all kinds of stories. So these are the stories right now that I think resonate most with people. And when you don't have a reinvention in your back pocket, which most people don't, especially when it's one of these oy vey moments and suddenly you're just kind of confronted with something that you have to pivot like we are right now, you can be a victim of it or you can say, you know what, this is a time to sit back and listen to myself. Who am I? What do I want? What is my life about? What are my goals? I haven't thought about this in a while because I've been too busy with hair on fire living life. This is the moment to do that. And frankly, it's the time where we're hearing and seeing and having conversations with people who are spending more time in the kitchen, more time doing projects around the house and building that thing they've talked about for three years. They're taking stock of what really matters to them or what their interests are. They're doing a lot more listening to themselves and these are gifts. This is a gift of a moment. Trust me, we're all going to be back out there in the real world doing our thing in a couple of months going, God, I kind of wish I had a couple more weeks of doing what I got to do then. Right. And I think if we don't recognize that quickly and take advantage of it, this time is going to disappear. Right. So mm -hmm. there's a great irony around this in that this is the time to think, who am I? What do I want? What are my goals? And if I'm being invited to get out of my comfort zone, this is vernacular that changes the way that we look at things. It's what I said in the beginning about putting on rose-colored glasses. 
and choosing to see something in a way that we will have benefit from, not being a victim of it, saying, if I get 30%, yeah, I may have lost my job, or, you know, I can't keep seeing the guy that I'm dating right now. What am I going to do with 30% more time in my life? What's a hobby, some kind of charitable thing I want to do, a new career path I've been meaning to research? What is it that's going to make me a better, more fulfilled person? So that when I come out of this, yeah, this and is I the put time my to do oxygen it. mask on, mm-hmm. I'm breathing and I'm, and I'm out there. I totally agree with you. This is the time. This is a gift of a moment. It's not going to be forever. Take advantage of it. Don't fight it. Right. Use it as an opportunity. That's just yeah. how I think, though. But uh, yeah. Right? And not everybody can Yes, way? I do. Because we're... But, we, sorry, go ahead. No, no I just want... I, I'm, I'm going to finish your thought. Well, because how often are we faced with a pandemic? I mean, usually when... Well, Thank you know, God, let, let, not too often. Well, Every hundred years? No, right. Uh, you know, right? I, I say that with the assumption that we're all going to stay healthy during this time. So, you know, right. um, you know, you, we have this uh, downtime that's been given to us, whether we like it or not. And so, you know, there's some people that are going to be forced to reinvent, whether they like it or not. There's some right. of us, uh, you know, kind Absolutely. of... So if there was ever time, and I said at the top of the show, it's now to, to start thinking in the future and putting those pieces into place or at least starting to line your... Okay, so my thought is to that, Kathy, how do you recognize the moment where you need to reinvent? And is that an opportunity that most people don't look at because they're too busy being in the silos that they put themselves in for the for their entire life and now they realize i can't survive in that silo any longer i need to break out of that how does that look and and how does that manifest so you know that old expression the grass is always greener yes and we tend to look at a lot of things in our life when we especially with social media being what it is and we go oh look at them they're in these like, you know, they're, they're riding their bikes in the mountains on a Saturday. I never get to do that. Oh, look at them. They're, you know, they're doing this. Oh, look at her. She's doing something fabulous. When you start realizing that everybody else seems to be having a better life than you, ironically, whether it's through social media, whether it's through a conversation with a friend, it's time to start listening to that just a little bit more than you might have. Because if you are identifying the things that you wish you were doing and how many times I wish I had those shoes, I wish I could cook like that, I wish I could go on that vacation, I, you know what, listen to that. If you're recognizing, because you don't realize that you need a reinvention, but this little voice in your head that keeps saying to you that you sort of aspire to have or be or do what maybe your close circle of friends or other people that you know are doing, wherever you see that, however that shows up, you need to sit back and actually take that time and take stock. I actually have a number of what I call power tools in the book, 26 of them, that take you through a variety of exercise to really start to understand your to-dos versus your values, where you're spending time, and how much of that is really on your what you consider to be your valuable list of ways you want to live your life and you'd be amazed at the discord between the two 
So when you really start to make sense of what you're doing versus what you wish you were doing with your life, be it big picture, be it small picture, that's when you start to recognize that it starts with listening. It starts with self-awareness. It starts with recognizing that voice in your head. Because if everything you're looking at is making you think that you wish you had or did what other people are doing, then you have the right. Again, this goes back to being self-entitled. Oh, I wish I could do that, but I can't because I've got a job and I've got a this and I've got a kids and I, you know, you come up with all the excuses. We've got a chapter about excuses. The dog ate my homework. You can put those aside and start to focus what could be a five-minute reinvention or a 10-year reinvention. That if you keep putting one foot in front of the other, you could get where you want to ultimately be. I have a question. I'm raising my hand because that's what you do in Zoom now, right? (laughs) Right? Okay, so how do you mitigate change is frightening? Reinvention is scary. Yeah. What do you say to the people sitting around kind of contemplating their navels right now and freaking out, going, oh, my God, what happens when we can go back to work? What happens if life isn't as we know it and when we're you know kind of let out of our homes and what if I have no job and what if I'm it's all this fear so they're sitting around with all this fear stewing in it what if what if what would you suggest people do to mitigate that fear and anxiety as they as they project into the future one step at a time like everything in life if you break things into little bite-sized pieces everything becomes more manageable. So you could take these different parts of your life, be it work-related, finance, relationships, personal hobbies and health, and create, maybe take out a piece of paper, which I highly encourage because when you put pen to paper, there is a very strong visceral connection that happens that makes us more accountable, that makes us emotionally connected. So take out a piece of paper and write down the categories of these things in your life that have you completely freaked out. And then create the pro and con list. What are the pros of what I'm dealing with in that situation? What are the cons? And what would you like the outcome to be? And if you can see through the forest and say, okay, to get to that outcome, I know that if I now have to get a new job and I've always been interested in X, sorry, that I need to find mentors to speak to about that subject. So I'm going to put mentors on the list. And I know if I do a little research, I will learn a little bit more about it. So I'm going to put learning on that list. And you start to break everything down into little bite-sized activities around any category that has you kind of freaked out or... Mm -hmm concerned or nervous and start to take control over what you can do to get to a better place. Don't be a victim, take control. And every time you do one of those things, if you reached out to two mentors, then find a way to reward yourself, pat yourself on the back, go for a run, eat a piece of chocolate, do something to say, good for me. I did that. Okay. Next step. Mm -hmm. So being in control sounds a lot more difficult than it actually is. But a roadmap, breaking things down, rewarding ourselves, 
these are the pillars of things that help us to get to that next place. Okay. And I think that the alone time or people that are single and have been working their single life on social media, however they've been doing it before the sequestration, it got them to a point where they can meet people physically, but that's not happening now. So you have to stay virtual in this world up until we are given an all clear for the most part, which forces us to develop other parts of our virtual being and our our real being, our real being. It it should be right. Show up. Right. Exactly. And how you are now being perceived online. If your ability to convey in written words is not strong, you need to develop that now and make that stronger so you can attract better quality people. You can't rely on like-minded people. And maybe this is a time to dig into hobbies. You know, I remember, look, I've been married for 31 years. Okay. So I may not be the expert on dating, but having so many single girlfriends and so many single guy friends and having lived through them vicariously at times, I have to say that I, you know, I used to always say, you know, if you're interested in art and you're looking for a man, then go to an art gallery and maybe one of the guys walking around is not just going to be a guy you want to meet, but since he's at a gallery too, then maybe you're now going to find that you immediately have something in common. Like that seems like a pretty, obvious move right yes but now it's about doing these things in the spoken category of here's what i'm interested in here's what i like and some of us may not be you know we may not have a list we just kind of know we love chocolate and we love to play tennis and that's good enough for us and we go to work and that's it so now it's time to do that but that doesn't fly today and it doesn't fly with the guy who is looking quickly to get to that physical meeting with the woman because he can turn on his charm. You need to have that charm online. You need to have that charm immediately and develop that better than maybe what you have been doing because the old ways are not working right now. Right. That's what I'm saying. And look, I know that a lot of people look at folks' bios. They go and look at look at their LinkedIn profiles. They look at their Facebook pages. And they're going to do that even more now because they're not even going to be able to rely on the face-to-face, real-world connection. So you may do that before you go on that first date. But now it's like you're going to dig a little deeper. You're going to try to get to know them through all these other things that are online about them. So may also be an important moment for people to think about what their profiles do look like. And, you know, that personal profile, be it on LinkedIn because of business and or for personal reasons, all your other social media profiles, that identity of who you are, what your interests are, how you communicate with words, how, you know, is it a short sentence? I love dogs, cats, tennis, chocolate. Or are you like really expressing yourself? That's going to tell you a lot about a person and the way they communicate. So these are going to call for some really interesting, people are going to have to push those boundaries for themselves a little bit more than they have. Yeah, I think that uh, what Robbie said about, what did you say? Which time? I don't know what you just say. About needing to explore different areas and develop 
parts that may not have been developed because you're used to doing things differently and now you have this okay, right. so blank like, canvas kind of there that you need to develop more to attract either the nothing, same or more or, or different okay, people so, or quality so right and there's there's nothing stopping people from continuing to date right now i mean internet dating is uh, i'm sure there's hooking I up think, going I think on I, I that read we don't some, know about some <laughs> crazy <laughs> statistic from tinder or something that you know businesses well, it's booming. Online dating is booming right yeah, now. Yeah, online, mean, that's what I've heard. It's booming. Yeah, so yeah. I think that this is a time to reevaluate how you've been living life. And that includes how you've been dating. And maybe this is a moment for you to take yourself offline and take a break. That's true, too. Uh, maybe this is that's your moment. This is your moment to do some work on yourself. Yep. And to go back, off. take a few months off and reinvent your motivation and your inspiration. People are burned out. People are, you know, they're tired and, and uh, they get bitter. And so this is also a moment to do nothing. Yeah. No, I, I know, actually love that theory. I think that the notion of being able to step back like in every other part of our lives and reconnect with ourselves so that when we come back online back into the real world mm -hmm. we have a greater sense of self a greater sense of self-value a greater sense of identity we're going to show up in a much more meaningful way to the people that we want to attract in our lives and frankly that is the goal there it's about knowing who you are so you can attract what you want in your life and yeah. that is what you will attract if you really have a greater, stronger sense of self. Well, I think that adversity does fantastic things to a person. It makes them see things differently. And I don't know, there's, there's so much opportunity uh, for reassessment and reinvention. And to right. waste it would be a shame right now. If you're single, if you're even if you're in a relationship, I just had a conversation with a friend of mine who lives with his live-in live girlfriend and her daughter. They bought a house together, and the relationship is going south very, very quickly. Yikes. And it's, uh, I guess there were problems going into this time, but boy, when you're, when you're stuck at easy. home, <laughs> right? Right. It's brought everything just to the surface, and it's now yeah. it's insufferable and it's untenable. And this is his moment to re to reinvent what's what's next for him. Yeah. So married yeah. people, coupled up people, partnered people, single people, uh, this is a great time to fix what was broken and improve upon what was already pretty good. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think there's a lot of value for people that are together, that are needing to find ways to communicate with each other with more grace, yeah. to create the space for one another, to allow a little more room. You're living on top of each other and you're working on top of each other and you've got to just have a little more grace. You've got to pause before you say, hey, why did you leave this here and why? Because you know what? 
we're living in this home 24 seven. So if it's between the hours of nine to five and I'm in work brain mode, then let's not worry about the laundry. You know, there's a lot that we're all learning from this and this relationship situation can be very challenging. No matter 31 years or four months and suddenly you're living with someone. And we know your husband. Yes, 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 we we do. do. Kathy, so speaking of reinventing, or I thought you were yes. saying, speaking of your husband. <laughs> yes, obviously the coronavirus has affected the ability for you to promote your book the way you probably were planning on it when it came out. So, yes, how have yeah. you reinvented your promotion of this? Well, thank you for asking. Nothing like having to reinvent the book tour. And it's actually been really fun. And I am seeing the blessings in so many ways. It's crazy. So this book has been in the works. It was a conversation 10 years ago at a dinner table in New York. I started the reinvention exchange almost immediately. I started writing blogs for the HuffPost and Thrive Global and So I had a lot going on with the content and the development of the book. 10 years later, here comes the book. And that's, you know, actually a really interesting point being if you keep putting one foot in front of the other, no matter what that reinvention is, just stick with it, touch it every day, think about it, research it, do whatever you can. You'll wake up and boom, you'll have a reinvention in front of you or a book if that's what you want. So yeah, I had book launch events scheduled for LA, New York, San Francisco, Chicago, and a handful of other cities that were in the works. I had a whole bunch of things that were on the schedule and this happened. And I very quickly, fortunately, because I own a marketing agency and I do what I do for a living, I pivoted in about five minutes. I saw it coming from the very first event that was canceled, you know, way back. And I just said, let's go virtual. And right away, I just said, you know what, I live on zoom calls as it is. This is not a new thing to me. I'm going to do virtual chat sessions. And I'm going to invite the community at large to come to reinvention virtual chat events, which will be like mini book signing events three times a week. And we're going to invite the guests that were interviewed in the book, we're going to invite other experts that are in this pivotal reinvention conversation or have something to learn from so every single session we have a guest speaker and we read from the book i read from the book we share power tools and we do a q a so it's very interactive it feels almost like business and personal therapy all in one um that was probably the most exciting thing that i could have done because it's also given me incredible content to use in the promotion on all of our social media platforms and on the website and in the newsletters. And so the content is becoming the driver for this. I now have friends all over the country who have asked if they can throw virtual book parties for me. So they want to invite their 30 friends to a Zoom event, not my 30 friends. They're saying, I was going to throw a party for you in New York. Why don't I invite my friends to a virtual party? So it'll be happy hour. We'll have drinks. I'll do a reading. We'll do a virtual book signing. And this is the new norm. And it's going to be the new norm for a long time. We're going to have to stop calling it the new norm because Mm -hmm. it's about to become the norm. And it's kind of been interesting. And you know what the beauty is, is this book is timeless. It happens to be so topical right now for all the reasons we talked about and more. 
but the ability to just continue to talk about the book and the content and celebrate life, which is what this is. It's inspirational, it's motivational. And I'll get to those events in New York, ultimately. <laughs> and here in LA. So thanks for asking. Our pleasure. Do you have anything else? I want to, I, I want to you promote? know, I would just say that sometimes reinvention is forced upon you. Sometimes you don't want it. Uh, sometimes, you know, you life kicks you in the ass. You get fired or broken up with or it, shit happens. I would say to anybody listening to this right now, take a deep breath and, you know, leap in the net shall appear. Um, it, leap in you, the nut shall appear. Leap and the net shall appear. Oh, the net. <laughs> and the net will... Where's there a net? We don't work with a net. Uh, the net is your creation. You it's know, your ability. A, yes. It's your ability. That is the net. Your ability, your ability to have control, your ability to have choice, your yes. ability to feel entitled. That is your net. That is you. That is all yours. Nothing and no one can ever take that away from any of us. And yeah. the sooner we know and listen to that, it's about listening to ourselves more, trusting that we know and yeah. just taking the time to listen. I would say just go with it. Go with it. We are all going to be changed because of this. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. No. So in the downtime and the quiet time and when you're alone with yourself, make good use of it. Correct? I am. Yes. I don't know what's next for me, but I feel it. I feel it coming. I'm somewhat optimistic in between bouts of... <laughs> complete anxiety and madness. Yes. <laughs> but that's okay. We're entitled to have those too. Yeah. But it's in, it's in between those that we can find those nuggets and make them work for us. I think the anxiety feeds into the need to have to look at yourself differently. Yeah, but that's, and, not, and, a, that's not a bad thing either. It's not a bad thing. Right? No. Because that's like your anxiety is like a little something on t tapping you on the impetus. shoulder yep. going, right. okay, but a question. you need to, you gotta, time you to channel change. that. you got to channel that energy into a place of positivity. Right. And that's where putting your roadmap together, identifying those areas of your life that you want to focus on. Yes. You'd be surprised. Take pen to paper and do that. I and all would. of a sudden you I sort agree. Of see reality in front of you. I agree. I would also just like to say that one of my favorite sayings, I don't know where it's from, someone told me it was Tibetan, but who knows, that you never know when you're having good luck. Mm, there you go. Love that. So, Kathy, tell our audience uh, how they can find you and your book. Absolutely. So, webs my website is www.thereinventionexchange.com. And everything about my virtual chats, how to buy the book, Reinvent Your Life, What Are You Waiting For?, which is available on Amazon.com. Or I can be messaged directly or emailed directly through my website or any of my social media handles. And I can send it to you directly because it's a little faster than Amazon right now since they're dealing with essentials for everybody as they should right. be. Um, this is essential. It's an ebook and a paperback. And we have virtual chats three days a week, Monday, Thursdays, and Saturdays at 2.30 PST. 
And I have Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook handles under both Kathy Sharp Ross or Kathy SR, K-T-H-I-S-R, and under the Reinvention Exchange. So there's lots of ways to find me, but the easiest is to go to the website because everything I just told you is there. <laughs> or call Bobby, her husband. <laughs> or call Bobby. He'll know where she I is. I don't know if he knows he what I'm doing here. He doesn't know where she is. No, he I don't think he knows what I'm doing in here. I, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay you don't know what he's doing out there either though that's the other that thing. is very true so true that's okay and that's why we get along so well after yes. 31 years that's it's all great. good great all right kathy thank you so much this has been uh, a very rewarding hour anything else no you good i'm good i'm gonna you know, re the, reinvent myself in the kitchen you're, <laughs> every night he reinvents himself i am not starving over here yeah, my husband got the has turned into. There. Oh my god, we have I have my personal chef. I I married well. Yes, yes you did. did, and so did I. Yes, you did. Uh, we agree with that, definitely, most definitely. Yeah, you. so I'm here for you. I will support you in whatever endeavor. I you am pursue. looking. To, I can't wait to reinvent more. I don't know what I'm talking about. But you no, know, right, we'll have to do a one-on-one session with you, Robbie. Okay. We'll, we'll dig deep on that one. <laughs> and we're here for everybody else who right. is struggling with what's next. And if you have questions, especially regarding dating and relationships and all that shit, you can uh, find us at Trev and Robbie at DoneBeingSingle.com, or you can contact us there, rather, and you can find us at DoneBeingSingle. And what else? I think that's good. Hang in there, everybody. You're doing great. I don't know who you are, but you're doing great. I just know it. If you're <laughs> listening to us... Jesus, that is, you're already doing great. That's awesome. Right? It's your first step. And buy Kathy's book. Yes. With Along Please with your do. bread and, and groceries on Amazon. It's essential. Know? It's essential. Gosh darn it. All right, everybody. Have a great Thank week. Thank you, guys. Thank Thanks, you. Kathy. Be well. Love you, Stay okay. safe. Love you, guys. All right. All right everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends, Trevor and Robbie. See you next week on Done Being Single.